Hello friends, welcome to the Online Pastor Podcast, a place for you to discover faith and explore what it means to follow Jesus, experience God, and navigate life as a person of faith. My name is Amanda, and I am your host and Bible mentor, and I am excited to be on this journey with you. Welcome to our series on singleness at The Online Pastor. I'm super excited, which is excited and terrified about this particular series. I have wanted to talk about it for a while. I have also felt a bit vulnerable about it, just living it out myself, trying to figure out what does it mean to follow Jesus in a culture that tells you a lot of different things about what it means to be single and uh, healthy and happy. And I just have watched as uh, many of you have come to me and shared stories. And so I think it's time to just rip off the band-aid and rather than have the single series be a part of like the family series in a church or on relationships and we get a one-off, I'm like, let's talk about all things single. And when I say that, you're going to hear some definitions in the future of what I mean. But just to be clear, basically, if you are not married, I'm counting you as a single. There are many reasons why we need to talk about this topic in the church. I just am seeing more and more people who are single longer and later in life. And so many are running their own homes, they have careers, and they are still on their own. And some of them are happy being on their own. Others are still waiting. Also, the numbers are showing the divorce rates in the church are pretty similar to those outside the church. We have more and more single parents in our communities. We need to talk about how we journey with singles that aren't just never married, but also married with, were married with kids. And then just even in my own story, which has um, just highlighted for me the need to release this is watching my mom lose her husband and she's not even 60 yet. And her comment a couple times in the last year to me has been, oh, you have more experience at this, referring to being single than I do. Not a comment I would have ever thought or really wanted to hear uh, from your mom. But to me, it's actually just highlighted the importance of people's awareness in the church about the different types of singles there are in the church, the tensions, and the, um, I would say, some of the burdens they carry because of their particular situations. I also want to give you a heads up that I don't claim to be an expert. I have had the privilege of journeying with a lot of people. The wisdom that um, and the conversation that I share, any analogies or stories I give, those are, are things I have learned from people, but I have mixed up details on purpose. I don't want people feeling like, oh, if we meet with Amanda and tell our story, am I going to end up on her podcast? Not my purpose. So I will say that as a heads up, trying to honor people's stories and confidentiality. And the other thing is, I'm probably going to say some things that you disagree with, which I think is great. Go study the word of God and go have discussion with your own community. I just believe that one of the biggest issues with um, with singleness, particularly in the church, is that many of us feel quite isolated. And I want to use this podcast as a way for you to rip off the band-aid of that conversation So maybe I can say some of the things that you've been thinking about and would love to talk about with your friends, married or single, 
and just needed a reason. And so I want to be that person. So have at it, like pass it along, share it, get some discussion growing, because I really believe that intimacy and community is going to be even more critical growing um, going forward. And finally, I just want to say this. It's my passion when it comes to discipleship and spiritual formation uh, to really ground you in the word. But even more importantly, I think to teach you how to think. That is why I call myself a Bible mentor, because I think that we have more information than ever before we have access to it. And I don't think it's always helpful to say, here's what to think, but how do we think about engaging with this topic or this theme? And so some of it might be frustrating. I may not provide straight answers for you. Maybe that will frustrate you. I really want to teach you how to think about it or really ask hopefully some good questions that you can go and talk about with your people. It doesn't need to be with me. I want to encourage you. This is really a uh, yeah, launching point for you in your relationship. So with that very long intro, let's get into our series and off we go. We are winding down our series. I certainly did not expect it to be this many episodes, but truthfully, this series has been sitting inside of me for a number of years and it felt important to actually get it out of me, if I can say that in this season. And so one of the things I really felt I wanted to share with you was what I'm going to call like single self-talk. This may be because I'm speaking only out of my experience is not having been married. This may not pertain to, um, yeah, like the broader single community. I can only speak from my experience, but I do think and sharing it. I hope to encourage other singles. And I also hope if you are not single and are like, I don't really want to listen to this. I actually hope that, especially if you have single friends, that maybe it would be worth your time because I think it's important how how the internal dialogue goes with Jesus and some of the things that just come up in, in, in the gift of singleness. And I think I just want to address those of you who are single, um, We're in a unique season, a place where there really isn't distractions or commitments elsewhere. And I think one of the things I've always asked myself is, um, what would I want to embrace about this season? Like if I looked back and knew eventually for someone like me who does, would like to get married, like if that is what the Lord wants to give me, will I look back and wish I had done something different? Um, yeah, I think that has been a really important question that has driven me to keep doing things like traveling on my own because I don't want to miss out on experiences just because um, I'm alone. I think also it's really important. Um, and one of these things that has just been very helpful for me, but I think is a really important question to identify as a single, and no one seems to talk about this. If you want to get married... It is worthwhile discussing with your friends if you are actually in a place to date. I just think that the assumption of wanting marriage intrinsically seems to allow that people should date. And I actually think that's a really unhealthy way of looking at things um, because it doesn't really pull you into intimacy with Jesus and say, like, is there something you want to do here? And the, the language I've used is, are you open to dating or closed to dating? 
And I wish someone had given me that language like earlier. Um, And that's more in line with, I feel I'm in a season where I need to work on myself or maybe the Lord's doing some healing. And so I would be close to dating and your friends might say, yeah, like you are not ready for dating. It's a hard conversation. I I don't think it's easy to hear a friend say to you, like, I don't know if you were in a place to date then. And I kind of was like, yeah, I agree with you, but why didn't you tell me that then? Probably because it would have been hard to hear. But I wish that I had been given language um, early on to say, you know, there are seasons where it may not be wise for you to date. And sometimes it isn't even about, you know, like working through healing. Sometimes it's just like, you know, I went and lived abroad for two years and I had no intention of dating when I was living abroad. I was like, I'm here and I want my whole heart to be in for whatever God has for me. Um, and it was so great because I didn't tie up my emotions uh, with someone. I got to expend a lot of energy with a lot of people. So I think having honest discussion with friends um, about the season, if you're in singleness and you do want to get married, to say like, do you think I'm in a good place or what would it look like to move to get into a good place? I think it's really important. I think it's another thing I would say about that is um, just reminding yourself that there are cool things that you get to do because you are single. Um, yeah, we've talked about some of the benefits, but I would say specifically to singles who are married or not married with no kids, never been married, like the flexibility to travel, to do sports at night, to develop your own interests, eating chips for dinner if you want, like the flexibility, there is just something there that I think is worth embracing, but also naming regularly, um, especially when you lose perspective. I think the, the thing that for me, um, I think needs to be named is that you have the privilege of a life that is fully intimate, intimate with Christ. Like he's the first person I talk to when I wake up and the last person I talk to before I go to sleep. And that is a really unique season. Um, that is a function of being on your own and not having to share your bed and, Um, and it's not to say that like talking with your partner before, um, bed is a bad thing, but I just think, yeah, the way that I journey with Jesus as a single person is pretty special in this season. And I think it's important to pay attention to that uniqueness. I think another thing that's, um, and I think this probably pertains to more broadly, um, whenever season you that you are single, whether you're a parent or a widow or widower, recently even had this conversation with my mom, something I just had to work on early given my responsibility and demands of my job is I had to basically work over time at creating a list of who my go-to people were for different things. When you have a default as a partner, you know, you're going to debrief stuff at home with, you're going to go to for advice or maybe talk things through with, you can be less intentional with reaching out to friends I had to create a list where I was like, okay, if I'm talking about, you know, a leadership thing, I'm probably going to call so-and-so. If I'm processing an emotional thing, I'm probably going to talk to so-and-so. If I need a fun night out, I'm probably going to go talk to so-and-so. And And like, if I, if I need advice on like people, I'm probably going to talk to so-and-so. And what that did for me, and I think this is actually really healthy for even if you are married, is it relieves some of the tension of 
putting it all on your spouse and your partner, but I also think it just forces you to become a wiser person because you're you're getting more input than just a sort of closed circuit, if I can use that. And so I think the gift has been that I get the wisdom of a lot of people around me. And I don't, I hope that won't change. Like I, I think that you can lose the intentionality of that and that some of it is, a, is appropriate. Like your partner should become some of that if you want. But I do think And as I said to my mom, you need to start to think of like, okay, when it comes to money, I talk to so-and-so when it comes to, you know, and all these things that were just default with my dad, she's saying, she's saying, okay, yeah. And then I said to her, and you will see God provide, like God has provided for me in so many ways when I was open to seeing who was in front of me instead of wishing that it was easier. And so I think that's a really critical skill for your health but also just inviting your heart to be shared by a thousand people. Um, And what I mean by that is like, I am, believe it or not, naturally shy and private. And so here I am recording this podcast about my internal, my internal processes. It feels pretty vulnerable, but I feel pretty strongly about the need to share uh, this part of my life. Um, And I think it's really important that you understand there is a gift you offer to people when you invite them into your processes with different um, aspects of your life. And it, yeah, at times it can feel like, oh man, like I wish I didn't have to ask for help and I wish I didn't. But the flip side is, is like you, like people really, they want to be there for you. I think um, another thing that you learn as a single person, and I just wish there had been and was more conversation around grief, um, in, in seasons. And I think that, um, the thing that I've learned over time is whether you've lost someone or whether you are living a life that you didn't think is that grief kind of comes in waves and the feeling is just as acute. Oh, I wish this person was here or I thought by this time I would be blank. That comes up. Grief's a bit of a weird animal. And I think I would say like grief comes in waves about certain things. And rather than um, let it catch you by surprise, I just want to name it as a thing. Um, And at the same time, to encourage you to like kind of ride the wave, like rather than suppress it, rather than ignore it, just turn towards it and ask what like, what are you about? What are you telling me about how I'm feeling or what's valuable to me? Um, and stay with it. And I think it's worthwhile to engage with those emotions um, because that's part of who you are. I think the um, final thing I want to say, and this has come a bit out of, um, yeah, I think encouraging you as a single to invest in who you are and discovering who you are. And I'm just going to speak. I don't want this podcast to be specifically about dating. There are lots of people who are better um, at that advice-giving piece than I am. But the thing that I would wish is that if you could reframe dating in terms of your discipleship, I think that would go a long way. The thing that concerns me about uh, the way that dating has become very digitized online, quite functional checklists. You're exposing, you know, a lot of stuff in a profile that would normally emerge over time with people. Um, 
yeah, I think that it's important to think about dating being what it is. I mean, there's, you know, we talked about this at the beginning. It's not, it's a newer phenomenon to have like dating be driven by love. Um, But if you can embrace the process as a process and not this horrible means to just get married, which I think it's, it can become, especially as you get older, it's just like, oh, I just need to get through this if I want to get married. And instead see it as a way of engaging with the world, as a way of engaging with the opposite gender, to learn about yourself and to be curious about what comes up. Because the amount of people who end up in relationships who are like, oh yeah, I thought I dealt with my stuff, but then guess what? I started dating someone and it all came back up. Like, And we know that if if you're invited into marriage, that that's a process of sanctification. Like those things that the Lord wants to purify in you and refine into his image, they're going to come up. And why shouldn't that be part of the dating process? Like it actually makes complete sense. And so maybe if, if you are interested in dating and it maybe terrifies you or you feel kind of hopeless about it, like is asking yourself, how am I invested or how do I view this process? Is it like this serious thing? Is it a horrible means to an end? Is it like, yeah, or can I engage with the world and learn about myself and my spiritual growth and see, you know, like, do I have self-control? Am I able to uh, express my needs? Can I be assertive about my boundaries? Will I compromise things about myself? And what does that tell you? And how does that bring me back to the feet of Jesus? I just really think that um, it's worthwhile to think about dating in terms of spiritual growth and emotional health. Like that stuff is going to come up if you let yourself let go of the outcome of every date and just engage in the present with every date. I think there are things to be discovered there. And so I just encourage you to to rethink that um, process maybe in light of your own discipleship. So those are just a couple of my thoughts. Those are some of the things that I think about when it comes to, you know, talking or that comes up as you journey as a single person, never been married, um, and the way in which I would hope all those things kind of turn your heart back to the Lord. Because if scripture says that singleness is a gift, and it does, so it is a gift, then the reality is there are very special things the Lord has for you in this season of your life. Ways of becoming like him, ways of being intimate with him that are unique to this season. And I'd really encourage you to to lean into Jesus. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Online Pastor Podcast. Please take something away and talk to God about it. But also, don't take my word for it. Grab your Bibles and spend some time with Jesus. Stay current on the next episode by hitting subscribe. And also stay connected by finding us under the handle The Online Pastor. I look forward to being with you again.